Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IA Cast. All right, with me today, I have Jason Earls. Hello, everyone. And Taylor Arndt. Hello, everyone. All right, so we have uh, had a pretty busy week last week with tech, right, guys? Yes. Yes, we have. Definitely. So, so it is the yearly CES conference, and this time everybody could go because it was uh, all virtual, or at least almost everybody. Uh, yeah. There was apparently some accessibility issues. So uh, a lot of folks had trouble getting into the official live stream and getting around the CES website. You know, I kind of find it ironic that there were some accessibility issues in the CES site because I know there were some, although I don't have details, um, accessibility announcements related to CES, like some hearing aids. And um, I, th I guess there's like an aware app that was announced. Um, I guess APH was there with the Mantis Q. Um, Interesting. So. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't I, know that. I wonder how much they had to pay to get those spots to be able to put those. I do too. Devices up there. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it uh, it was a virtual conference. Uh, I believe I Justine was like the host who was kind of talking, you know, about different things, but between times that it went to the different vendors. So uh, it's neat that they included like YouTube, uh, like YouTube celebrities and things like that so um did you guys watch any of it i'll confess i actually didn't watch the uh, event itself i mainly read about it afterwards i tried to watch somebody's coverage of it i don't remember now if it was cnets or if it was um in gadgets coverage or whoever it was but it kept breaking and it may have been on my end um, you know, especially with everybody working from home and stuff, you know, who knows, but I didn't really get much out of it. So I essentially did not effectively rather did not watch it, sadly. I actually did. I was able to watch CNET and Engadget. I know that CNET had streams basically for every morning and afternoon. And then I think Engadget did something similar. And yeah, about the whole YouTube thing. Uh, I found online um, Linus Tech Tips video somewhere, basically that he said that for a while, YouTubers actually couldn't get, like, some of the spots for media. So, like, he ended up going because he was a contractor for, like, one of his clients. But, like, now YouTubers actually can get media spots. Obviously, they still have to pay. But now, like, they're considered media. So I thought that was interesting. That actually is interesting. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't either. And it does make sense, though, because, you know, there are definitely YouTube channels that are, you know, centered around um, the goings-on in technology that aren't necessarily owned by, you know, big companies like CNET being owned. Well, actually, didn't they end up getting sold from CBS to somebody else? Now? Yes, they did. I don't remember the I details. I don't remember who. But... But, uh, but, yeah, you know, somebody like them, somebody like Engadget or whatever, so. Yeah. Definitely interesting. So I guess we want to go around and talk about some of the things that we heard. Uh, Jason, any devices interest you from CES? 
Sony actually has been talking about for a, a little while now um, 360 virtual reality audio. And I gather that they've actually released a device at this CES. It's called, I have it in front of me, give me just a second, the SRS RA500. Um, it's a Sony connected speaker. I guess they're going to release two of them that'll support the 360 audio platform that they've been talking about. Um, I guess they started talking about it last year and then they finally released it, I guess this year. Oh, sorry. No, I think they were talking about it in CES 2019. So I guess they've, they finally have something. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, and I'm really glad to see that audio is, is being incorporated and upgraded for virtual reality because a lot of it has been visually focused for so long, even with visual virtual reality, you know, audio is just going to add to the experience, whether you rely fully on audio or not, because, you know, if you think about how many things in our world make sound that you look at every day, it's, it's just going to make it really neat, I think. So I think that's going to be my pick. Awesome. Taylor, did you find any anything that was really interesting to you? I found a couple things. I have an article, like I said, the Wired 79 things that came out, uh, CES 2021. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, and that was actually really informative. Okay, so Samsung has some new robots that they are going to be coming out with for... CES 2021, and they're cool because they can be a security camera and a robot vacuum all in one, but they could also do other household tasks like loading dishes into the dishwasher. And I believe there are three of them. Uh, the first one that will come out, the Samsung S900, it said. I will put that in the show notes. But the other ones, uh, there's one called Rosie, and uh, that's a pretty interesting robot uh, also. But I don't think that will actually be coming to stores according to this article. But yeah, so those are kind of the robot vacuums and the other robots. It was really, really nice. So that's kind of, I guess, one of my favorite devices. Since having a security camera and a robot vacuum all in one would be kind of cool. Yeah, that one is was really cool. When you told me about it, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be looking at that one, um, you know, depending on where you live and, and different things. Of course, there's so many devices I've heard about um, that have come out this year at CES. So some of the devices I found interesting, I don't know how practical they are, though. Um, LG has these new, uh, like they're talking about a roll-up phone or something, and I believe it's LG that has these TVs that are transparent and I just don't see the point of a transparent TV. I, you know, if, if you have a TV that's transparent out in the middle of the room and you're blind, just, Oh, I didn't see the TV there. <laughs> um, so there's some, I mean, I guess it's cool. I could see them more at bars or restaurants and things like that, but not in the home. It just doesn't seem like a thing I would want to purchase, but you know, it is what it is. I've also heard they're having roll-up TVs now and all kinds of different uh, movable part uh, displays. So it's kind of interesting. I feel like, you know, I feel like, guys, that CES last year was actually a lot more interesting 
than it was this year, but I didn't really watch much this year. There was a lot of the a lot of more uh, practical devices for folks at last year, but they, I guess the device that I'm really excited about is this mask from uh, a company called Razer. They do a lot of video game stuff, and this mask uh, is an N95 mask, I believe. So it's very it's one of the better masks. It's self-cleaning somehow. It has a speaker that can make your voice be clearer, and it has, of course, RGB lighting in it, which I want that just for that very reason. Because, you know, I'm a nerd. And well, it's also that. transparent, too, I think, right? So that people can actually see your face. Uh, the picture I saw, no, but they may have different variants. Oh, okay, because I remember reading about that mask, and I think the article said it was supposed to be transparent so that people could see That'll be interesting. Um, your face and stuff, but you'd still be protected because you'd be wearing, you know, the the mask and stuff. So I still want it, and I want to know how much it is and when I can get it. Right, because <laughs> right. it really does sound neat. I will pay a hundred dollars, maybe a hundred and fifty. I'm not kidding. I I want this wow. mask. <laughs> wow, Michael. I will. I really will. <laughs> um. And that's for everybody here and YouTube to to know. So, and everybody listening to the podcast. So, um, you know, there's new refrigerators. There's new, um, you know, I'm sure there's new everything that has come out this year. Um, but there's just not a lot of, nothing really that stands out at me that I've heard about. So, Well, and I think it doesn't help the pandemic being beside the point, but I feel like a lot of, what can what gets announced at CES sometimes is just a proof of concept, you know, so the people are still talking about some of the companies who have developed some of these technologies. And then sometimes they'll make it to uh, the store shelves and whatnot, and sometimes it'll just be something we see at CES. Like, um, I think one of those robots, uh, Taylor, that you were talking about, I guess is called Care from Samsung. Uh-huh. Yep, and that's the other one. Yeah, and it's a. They had a. They had a video that was um, talking about how it was supposed to be able to detect if you were uh, working, and suggest that if uh, that you should be taking a break. I don't know if that's going to make it to market or if they were just showing that off at CES. And I think some of what we see at CES too, even though it's a concept, can lead to other tech product um, innovations down the road. Even if what we see at the shows you know, doesn't necessarily make it to store shelves. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, Apple, uh, and Jason, if you could talk about this, Apple had a, quote, big announcement this week. Uh, Care to share what that was? (sighs) Sure. Why, you're making me talk about it. No, um... Because you're the biggest Apple fanboy of us all. (laughs) Yeah, you really are. I admit when they have problems. Um... (laughs) But yeah, so from what I remember, Apple has been, uh, they've they've started this, and I, I think I'm going to get the name slightly wrong, but we can link to it in the notes, a racial equality and justice, justice initiative. I can totally say that, I promise. Yeah, you got the um, words right, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> except justice. Justice. Yeah. Justice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so it's the Racial um, Equality Justice Initiative, I believe is what the program is. And they are um, donating 
um, some money to different, um, I think, universities and whatnot to help the initiative along. I think they're starting, aren't they starting a, a university or something? They're starting a campus. I'm trying to remember. I think it's called Propel. Yeah. Um, that they're starting. And I, I really feel like, you know, the program's trying to do a lot of good. Um, I guess they're also going to be partnering with um, universities and incorporating Apple technology and giving them access to Apple experts. Uh, but like I said, we'll 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 t- totally have a link to the announcement in the show notes. Um, but I do feel like the program has been doing a lot of good. I mean, I, you know, reading the an article that was talking about the teaser that was posted about the announcement. Even in the teaser, they were saying that it's not going to be a big product announcement. Um, but initially, I wasn't sure if it was going to be something COVID-19 related, you know, whether they were going to, like, start some sort of, like, vaccine fund for people or help with help with that in some way or or what that was going to be. But, yeah, it, it, it does seem like this program is going to do a lot of good. Awesome. Yeah. Um. And then I guess the last bit of news is what we're going to talk about in our main segment, and that is uh, Samsung announcing their new phone. So we'll talk about that in just a minute, but uh, this is the part in our podcast that we typically talk about one of our products that you know we have from iAccessibility, but we want to take a quick break from that this weekend and promote uh, one of our friends, um, and that is our friend uh chris aka logic pro x gaming you know minecraft is an awesome game and uh we talked about it a few episodes ago and uh there are huge efforts to make minecraft more accessible and i think really the person that's kind of leading that front publicly is uh chris and uh, his channel logic pro x gaming you know he does streams several times a week talking about minecraft and he's doing a uh, let's play of uh, a blind let's play of Minecraft, showing all the things that you could do in Minecraft as a uh, blind player. And uh, uh, his Minecraft server is mostly played by people who are low vision uh, to blind. So um, we're going to link to his channel in the show notes so that you can check that out. And uh, hopefully you'll subscribe and like his channel because we love all the content he puts out. Um, it's really informative. Uh, he talks about how he plays Minecraft without uh, a lot of vision, and uh, it's really cool. I learned a lot um, watching his Let's Play. Uh, I've changed my settings in Minecraft to help me play. And, uh, you know, we've talked about the accessible Minecraft uh, mod that uh, um, he's uh, shared with us. So it's awesome stuff, and uh, so we really want... Uh, to promote his channel here and and make sure that he's successful because this allows for other gamers to benefit knowing what's available and what's out there. So, uh, you know, we really value what you're doing uh, for the accessibility of Minecraft because I still fully believe a totally blind person with the right tools could play Minecraft. So I'm really excited that we have such an effort. So awesome stuff. All right, uh, on to our main segment of the show. Samsung uh, announced a new phone this week, and it's the Galaxy S21 
Do we know why they skipped all from, like, was it 11 or 10 to 20? No idea. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. But they did. They totally went from, like, the S10 to the S20 and then now the S21. Right. Um, and I don't understand why. Uh, you know, a story about this. Uh, I had a cousin who had the S7. And he said, he called me this week and said, Michael, I just got a new phone. It's been forever. I had the S7. I said, oh, yeah? I said, which one did you get? The S20? Oh, great. That's awesome. He was telling me what he could do on it compared to his S7. I'm like, that's really awesome. So after he told me, I said, hey, did you hear about the S21 that came out today? And he paused for a second. He was driving his car. And I'm sure he was furious. And he said, I've had this phone two days. Two days. And it's out of date. Oh, my gosh. So... I thought thought that was pretty funny. That's hilarious. I mean, it really sucks, like, when that happens to you. Like, when I, you know, um, when I got my Mac back in 2014, it was already a mid-2014 Mac. And then about a month later, and I knew this was going to happen, but about a month later, Apple came out with the 2015 Macs. And knowing my luck, that's going to happen to me once again. But, uh... Yeah, it really sucks being on the receiving end, but, you know, given enough time and stuff, it's, it is, you know, you, you laugh about it because what else can you do? Oh, he, after a minute, he laughed about it too. It was just funny. Uh, I'm, but see, the thing is for him, that, that phone's going to do more than enough if he survived on an S7 this long. Right. So, um, of course he could always take it back because it was in, you know, what, two days. So. Right. Uh, but I think they're only doing pre-orders right now, so I th- that might be a problem. Yeah, that could be. So, uh, Jason, um, you guys have experience with this phone. Why don't you uh, tell us what you know about it? Not really a whole lot, honestly. My girlfriend literally just ordered this phone today, like, before we started the show, which is part of why I, you know, probably am a little less prepared than I should be today, because... She was talking to me about it, but she's getting the, I guess they've released two versions, one with 5G and one without, or have they just released? I thought there was three versions of it, like there the S20, I mean S21, S21 Pro and like Ultra or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Like, that sounds right. Um, but I think she's getting the S21 and, of course, it's going to give her access to 5G because she's coming from the S10e. But, I... Hey, hey, Jason, they did it again. We had the iPhone... I, I didn't know this about the Samsung phones. We had the iPhone tinner. And in that same vein of being sound-related, it's tinny. I wonder if the speakers on it really are tinny. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Actually, no. Um, they're not. They're actually... <laughs> hilarious oh my goodness that's great um but yeah they're actually they're actually not um they're actually really good speakers i don't know if they're like better than what my iphone 12 pro max has i would have to like literally compare them side by side and i've not really done that um but i can say that they are definitely not tinny um (laughs) and they they are actually really good they seem to go uh really nice and loud but yeah i i guess the s20 
is supposed to be a little cheaper than what the S20 is at its starting price. And I guess it has a plastic back, no SD card slot. Um, uh, my girlfriend got the version of the phone with 128 gigs of storage. I think it has 6 gigs of RAM or 8 gigs of RAM. I'm not sure, but I can we can find an article about the phone and link to it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it does seem like though, if you're a, a Samsung user, then the S21 is definitely a worthy option for you. Um, apparently they are going to be pulling an Apple and not offer, uh, I guess, headphones and charger bricks in the box. Um, and they've announced that they're going to be doing that for more phones going forward, but they have like the Galaxy Buds Pro and galaxy buds live mm -hmm. just like apple has the airpods pro and airpods live airpods live the airpods <laughs> pro and the airpods <laughs> second generation look at me making up products here wow yeah wow i was like is there yeah. something i don't know about here <laughs> there's something i don't know about here apparently right yeah, i guess <laughs> airpods live um wow. but yeah so you know it's it's definitely interesting you can argue about the reason that Samsung decided to not include chargers in the box, just like you can the Apple reasons. But the fact is, they apparently are not. So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see, you know, what she thinks of the phone when she actually gets it. So, well, it's interesting that most of the phones are now five G, and in, including the Pixel, the Pixel Five. So, I'm I'm going to be curious. Like, I mean, we're starting to see five G here in Austin but I'm not noticing any speed increase. Yeah, and I think it's just because we're still in the infancy, 5G's infancy, um, because, I mean, I noticed a bit of a speed difference here where I was getting like 30 megabits down by like five up, sometimes eight, sometimes 15. It just depends. I was seeing speeds of about, I think, one time I almost got 300 megabits down, and I think that's T-Mobile's low-band 5G. So I don't know what their higher-end 5G would be, because the I guess the iPhone's supposed to display 5G for low-band, 5G plus for mid-band, so the 2.5 gigahertz spectrum, I believe it is. And then for um, the millimeter wave 5G, I guess it's supposed to display 5G WB and the status bar. And assuming VoiceOver will read those differences, then I think I'm on the low band, but I'm seeing speed differences, not everywhere. There are definitely places around town where my speed's pretty much the same as it is over LTE. Um, so here's a question. What is the low band 5G? What, what, uh, like what gigahertz is it? I think T-Mobile's low band is 600 megahertz. Hmm. Okay. I feel like I'm forgetting a band though, but maybe not. And that's another thing, you know, 5G's so new that we're still you know they're still developing standards and spectrum for 5g so it's definitely a work in progress but uh well i find it very interesting and this is just a, a tangent here but i find it very interesting that about the time that my internet connection started being terrible on mesh was about the time that i started seeing 5g on my phone really yeah that's interesting and yeah. I, I have uh, oversaturation of the 2.4 gigahertz uh, band on Wi-Fi in my apartment. So I find that very interesting. I don't think it has anything to do, but just coincidence is a thing. Interesting. 
So it yeah. didn't have to do their apartment. So basically your apartment was like had too many devices on the 2.4 or was it because you live in a big complex with a lot of devices like total? Well, there's there's a lot of things that could go into it. And this is what happened, folks. I had uh, I have I had Google Wi-Fi mesh routers. And if devices were put on the 2.4 gigahertz network, they would get 20 megabits of speed instead of the 200 to 250 that I'm promised. And I thought it was Spectrum. I thought it was all kinds of things. Uh, so I got a new modem from Spectrum. I changed out this and that. And it turns out it was the routers putting devices on the on the 2.4 gigahertz band. And whenever I made two separate networks and forced all my devices on 5 gigahertz, they worked just fine. So it's very interesting. Um, you know, and it just started happening about the time mid-December uh, when, before I left for the holidays, uh, that Verizon put, I started seeing 5G on my phone and, uh, this problem started happening. So, um, you know, coincidence, not, I'm not sure. So, well, it hasn't seemed to make a difference for me, Wi-Fi network wise. Um, my speeds do, uh, seem to be, you know, still the same. Um, although lately, I've been noticing that my 5G speeds are slightly slower, and I don't know if that's just there are more people in my area that are starting to get, have access to the network now, or if it's something T-Mobile's doing to try to help with capacity, or maybe they're, it's, you know, I, I don't know what the reason is, and it's still very decent speeds compared to what I'm used to, um, except for that one part of... of, of <laughs> of Indianapolis where I was seeing a hundred and something megs over LTE. It was almost bi-directional. It was glorious. And I would really love to see that in 5g. Um, but, uh, it's still, you know, really good speeds compared to what I'm used to. And I, I'm definitely excited to see where we go, where the networks are going to go in the future, even in like the next year or two, I feel like we're going to start seeing improvements across the board, like regardless of carrier. Yeah, so, you know, Samsung users will be able to take advantage of that on this new phone. It's, you know, they look nice. Samsung phones always look very aesthetically nice. They have big cameras and things like that. So, um, you know any specs other than the 5G that's on the phone, Jason? So, I just did a little bit of a super quick research on the... Uh the Samsung phones, and they are the S21, S21 Plus, and S21 Ultra. Now, both of these phones do appear to be $200 cheaper. So the S20 starts at $799, the S21 Plus starts at $999, and the Ultra starts at, I think, $1,199. Yes. yes. Um, they both seem to feature really good displays. Yeah, um, all, all three have 120 a hertz refresh rate which is really a nice refresh rate on a phone that is yeah. great um they have the snapdragon 888 cpu and the 21 the snapdragon 888 and the 21 plus and the snapdragon 888 as well and the ultra okay. um the 21 the s21 has eight gigabytes of ram Eight gigabytes in the plus, and the ultra can have twelve gigabytes or sixteen gigabytes of RAM, That's which is just insane. Weird putting wow, RAM customizations on a phone that boggles my mind. I know that is nuts. Like 
That like, is much RAM than my computer. Like I know, like, like what literally the heck? that has more RAM than my Mac does right now. But you know, the Even thing the about it is, market. it's running Java, so you know it takes up more memory. <laughs> oh yeah. Right? Could you imagine an iPhone with 16 gigs of RAM? Huh. It would it like it wouldn't be used. Right. It would just be like okay. <laughs> like, like it would do everything for you. Like I'd be so crazy. Or waste battery power. Oh, yeah, that's it. Um, Most likely. So I guess it starts at 128 gigs for the S21. There's 256, and uh, there's a 256 gigabyte option for the 21. 21 Plus is 128, 256. And the Plus, uh, sorry, the Ultra is 128, 256, and 512 gigabytes. So it's very much like the iPhone 12 specs there. Uh, sorry, 12 Pro specs there. It has a... The 21 has a 12 megapixel f slash 1.8 wide aperture. And the 21 Plus has a 12 megapixel camera f 2.2 ultra wide lens. It has a 64... Is this the ultra? I think this is the ultra. The 64 megapixel la uh, f2.0 telephoto. That sounds like it, yeah. With three. Ultra, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 3x optical zoom. That's a ridiculous sensor on that device. That's yeah. Nuts. And it's going to be huge. Oh, maybe it's not because it's. I think there's a. Um, unless that's the back camera, one of the phones, I think it's the Ultra, has a 108 megapixel camera with a 1.8 oh. aperture. Wow. 12MP. I want to put this in context, folks. That aperture, that sensor is probably about as big as my Apple Watch. Yeah, there is a lot of cameras on this phone. Um, That's crazy. Oh, that was just the front cameras. Or that was just the back. Yeah, that was the back cameras. And then they have the front cameras. Battery size is listed here. Size we'll and link, weight, we'll link to all that in the yeah, show Yeah, we'll notes. link to all this in the show notes because it's going to be very difficult for me to try to read and um, all these specs and talk at the same time. Yeah. Um, but they definitely sound like they're going to be really good phones. Crazy specs. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Samsung kind of does that. Um, yeah. Samsung, here's the thing. Like, Google and Apple have very good software processing for photos, for cameras. Samsung makes up with that with just adding bigger sensors on their phones. Right. So. Which I guess sometimes works for them and sometimes doesn't. Compare, right. You know, referring to uh, some of the articles I've been reading in reviews mm -hmm. about some of these other phones. Right. Exactly. So, uh, with all that being said, I think that's a lot of information from this week. There's so much more, and we'll link to that in the show notes. But uh, to wrap us up, you know... It's going to be an interesting year in tech. We're, we're having so many rumors and different things come out. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what we get. So, with all that being said and done, Taylor, where can people find you online? Okay, so you can find me producing content with iAccessibility, and you can follow my new company Twitter account. That's right. I revived my Twitter account. And um, it is really awesome because it actually has a proper photo uh so thank you michael for your awesome graphic design skills uh for helping me provide that anyways that is uh t a 
Services, LLC. And you can also email me at taylor at iaccessibility.net. All right. Jason, how can people find you online? People can find me reading a whole lot of specifications. (laughs) 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 No, this article really did have everything. I'm totally linking to it. Um, But uh, people can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iaccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Jason Earls. You can follow me on Twitter at JDE. That's Juliet Delta Echo 91. I don't post very often to social media, but like I said before, I do exist. I also, I ask that if you add me to social media, that you let me know that you found me from the IA cast. All right. You can find me, Michael Doeys, producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike Doeys. You can search me on Facebook as Michael Doeys. And I'm all over the web, so just do a web search for me and you'll find my name. Um, I want to thank everybody for being here that's watched on the stream and that will watch once the podcast comes out and that will watch the stream in the future. Uh, It's been really awesome doing this for you guys. Um, We're already off to a good start this year with all kinds of uh, new technology uh, topics and discussions. We have a lot of things coming up for you in the future. So I just want to say thank you for uh, being here with us. Uh, and uh, we hope you're back for another episode of the IACast in a few weeks. So thanks again, everybody, and we will see you in two weeks for another IACast. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. This show has been brought to you by the IACast Network. We love hearing from you. Email us at feedback at iaccessibility.net. Got Twitter? Follow us at iaccessibility1. Facebook, search for iAccessibility. Download our free apps for iOS and Android and keep up with all of our content at iAccessibility.net. If you'd like to donate to our show, hit the PayPal button on our website and get early access to our outtakes with a donation at patreon.com slash iacast. Thanks for listening.